What is good, everyone? Welcome to Bravo and Blaze. I am your girl, Jenny Blaze, and we are here every week to recap the latest episodes aired on Bravo. Along with Bravo-adjacent shows like Special Forces, sometimes non-Bravo shows that I just like to watch, which could be anything from the Kardashians to true crime, depends on how I'm feeling. We also cover Bravo quote-unquote news because the Bravo universe is huge. For example, a show may not be currently airing, but the action does not stop. So we try to keep you updated on noteworthy quote-unquote news. With that, I like to remind everyone that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. This is not your source for world news and hard facts, meaning I don't have a team of people fact-checking anything. This is literally a one-woman show. I also would like to reiterate that this is by no means a vehicle or avenue to use to bully anyone, to attack anyone. That is something that we do not condone here at Problem Please. I have my voice back. That's a good thing. If you just happen to stumble across this episode and are wondering where else you can listen or watch, Bravo and Blaze is available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribing, following, liking, and leaving a five-star review are the best ways to support us here at Bravo and Blaze, and it only costs free 99 also, don't forget our social media handle is at Bravo and Blaze on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And as many of you may know, bravoandblaze.com has all sorts of fun Bravo-inspired merch and products from all your favorite shows. So before I get into the weekly Bravo show recaps, today's show will be a little different because we just got back from BravoCon. I did my best to try to keep up on all the latest shows that aired in the past week, but I still haven't seen all the panels and watch what happens live from BravoCon. For my BravoCon experience, I felt like going to anything that was going to be aired on TV was not a good use of my time. My priorities were get pictures and content of all the actual BravoCon stuff, like the Sir Alley, flipping the table, the Project Runway set, things like that. I wanted to do all the photo experiences, but I really hate waiting in line. So I only did the 361 because I happened to walk by right when they opened and no one was in line. I was actually on Instagram live when that happened. So you can all see that in my Instagram feed if you're interested. And I still need to find the actual 360 video and post it because I haven't finished going through all my content yet. And it's been almost a week. Some of the experiences I wish I did were the confessional, that looked super fun. And then the winter house opening with the snow and everything, that looked really cool. Um, my other priorities included reconnecting with Bravo, Bravo Labs that I already know, connecting with new Bravo Labs that I haven't already met, reconnecting with Bravo content creators that I already know and connect with new Bravo content creators that I haven't met. So because there is so much BravoCon content and I didn't really get into the shows the past two weeks like I normally do, I'm going to walk through each new show that aired this week, but mainly talk about the shows in the context of my experience with everyone at BravoCon. And we will not be able to fit everything into this episode. So I'm going to ask you all to send me your questions so I can create separate BravoCon episodes for Patreon members. It might not be what you want to hear as far as being on Patreon, but I've been advised that the best thing for me as a creator 
is to do that to protect myself. I was talking to a creator who has a very, very large audience and they said they get death threats regularly and I'm not trying to live that life. So I'm going to do what's best to protect myself. Um, and guys, like, I hope none of you are taking this to that extreme because this is not serious. This is supposed to be an escape from real issues in the world. Okay. So let's keep it light. Let's keep it friendly. Let's move on. As far as today's 420 news goes, I wanted to let everyone know that I went to Planet 13 in Vegas. It's the largest dispensary in Las Vegas. And I want to give a special thank you to Real Housewives of Dubai Bravo for coming with me and helping me out. Um, he was my unofficial photographer for the day and helped me capture content. So go check out my uh, social, my feed on Instagram, TikTok, wherever, and you can see um, that visit. But this place has a food court. It has the largest selection of 420 products I've ever seen. They even have experiences for pictures, like this really cool old classic style Volkswagen van that has a button that you push and like smoke comes out for like, you know, cool fact. That was really cool. So I got some video and pictures with that. Um, you can also see they have like glass or plexiglass or whatever, but you can see into the factory where they're actually making their edibles. I think they show how they're making their carts and things like that. So I thought that was really cool. Also, the day that I arrived into Las Vegas, it was their five-year anniversary. So they were celebrating that. And also, they've also just acquired VitaCan from Florida for $49 million, which is um, a decent size acquisition, I would say. And I chatted with someone who works there, and they said that they are looking to expand into other states. So that's very exciting. Planet 13 was definitely um a good spot to put on my itinerary <laughs> it's much needed but let's move on to bravo gone we were bravo conning and i know that sounds like it's a bad thing and maybe it is i don't know but okay for today's episode hold on i need to have my bag i didn't even have my bag for today's episode, we will be going through all the newest shows that have aired on Bravo for the week. We have the premiere of Real Housewives of Potomac, the premiere of Married to Medicine, Below Deck Med, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Winter House, Southern Charm, and honorable mention to Special Forces with Tom Sandoval. We have to talk about that. So I will start with The Real Housewives of Potomac season eight premiere. The episode title is Projections and Deflections. I'll read the episode description to you. Giselle has a new love interest. Ashley has a new house and Mia has a new lifestyle. Rumors of Juan's alleged infidelity return, but he stands firm on his innocence. With Robin remaining by his side, Giselle has no choice but to confront her BFF. Okay, so... um thoughts okay for one it is so weird to see jason cameron on potomac 
but I am so here for that relationship. Go back to some old podcast episodes of Bravo and Blaze. Jason and I have a annual platonic Valentine's Day date for the last two years. <laughs> so you can check that out. This whole Juan and Robin thing though is so frustrating. Like last year when she was on Watch What Happens Live, I was mortified watching her explain this hotel receipt other woman thing like ugh, Juan. And then even after that, I think Juan was seen. There's pictures of Juan with his like co-worker, which they addressed on the season premiere. And that could be nothing, but like Juan, you know what's going on in the streets of Potomac, you know what the word on the street is. Don't like, I would just, if I were him and if I was Robin, I'd be like, okay, if you are not doing anything, can you please like, you know, maybe be a little more cautious when you go out in public and like not put me in the, these situations. Like just, I'm, if I was Robin, I'd be like, this is so hurtful. This is mortifying. I feel embarrassed and I'm literally hurt. Like we just got remarried and I don't need this to be piled on. And you're the cause of this happening. So do me a solid husband, sec second time around, like do me a solid and don't put me in these situations. If she's really gonna like choose to believe that BS, he can at the very least, have some more tact. I don't know. Do I think Juan is cheating? Probably, which makes me sad for Robin, but whatever, I'm going to move on. Um, Married to Medicine, season 10 premiere. The episode was called Southern Sweet Tea. The episode description is Dr. Jackie and Dr. Heavenly bond over shopping at their friend Miss Phaedra Park store. Phaedra isn't married to medicine, but she's dating it. Dr. Simone and Toya catch up and speculate on where Quad has been. But there's a new sheriff in town, Leticia, best known as Sweet Tea, Dr. G's new fiance. Sweet Tea hosts a hoedown theme engagement party for the couples, but will there be some shade going down at this party? Okay, so one, I connected with Dr. Simone and even had to sign a contract with Bravo because they were filming her when we met. And I had, you know, introduced myself, even though I met her last year, but I'm sure she meets tons of people. I don't expect anyone to ever like remember me. And if like we already met a few times, like, and they don't remember me, I'm not going to be mad. But, um, I went up and introduced, reintroduced myself to Dr. Simone and said, you know, I'd really love it if uh, you could come on the podcast to talk about cannabis and women's health. Um, I told her my whole story last year, but like she was obviously, she was filming. So I was like, I feel like this is not the appropriate time. Um, and I think I might have even gotten some of that on my IG live. I think I was like on IG live when she came over. And so I was like, oh, and then I like, stopped the IG live and started talking to her. So I had a, I took a picture of the contract because I didn't get a chance to read it all, but like, I don't even know what it's for. So we'll see. Um, 
but yeah, hoping that connection goes through at some point. I told it like no rush either. Cause I know that they're like, they just started their season and I don't know. I'm not really interested in interviewing any Bravo lebs during their season anymore. I don't know. I just, maybe I should, maybe I should, I don't know what the right thing to do is, but it feels like it brings on so much extra headache from my like my point of view so um yeah hopefully when the season's over i'll have dr simone on at some point but hello phaedra loving that phaedra is on our screen she's so funny love it. she's like you look rich love that and just love always seeing her with new businesses like the lady does not stop talk about hustling i love it you go phaedra um, I was, so we have this new cast member, Leticia, and I took a picture of my friend who's a stylist and he was with Leticia and I don't remember exactly who, but, uh, after I took the picture, I, she was like, oh, thank you so much. And I went up to her, I was like, oh, it's so, you know, it's so good to see you. I was like, we met last year. I'm Jenny Blaze. And she's like, oh no, I'm new. And I was like, what? And she's like, everyone thinks I'm Toya. And I was like, oh my God, I totally thought you were Toya. Because last year, the Bravo Palooza, I literally spent almost my entire Bravo Palooza just talking to Toya. <laughs> so I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. But she's like, no, everyone thinks I'm Toya. <laughs> Which is kind of funny actually, because she has a real twin sister in real life who's not identical to her and is fraternal but they look very similar and this might sound kind of creepy but I am fascinated by twins identical twins specifically and I'll tell you the reason why my uncles in Korea my mother's Korean her two younger brothers are twins one of them came to the U.S. 30 years ago, maybe more than 30 years ago, the other one stayed in Korea. They lived completely different lifestyles once they separated and, you know, one's in Korea, one's in the U.S. and they got reunited. The one in Korea came over to the U.S. like 30 years later. Um, and if you put them side by side, you can see a huge, huge difference. These are identical twins. They have the same exact DNA. Okay. And you can tell the one who lived in America, in the US, he clearly looks much older. And I could not get over this <laughs> for so long. I already was fascinated with twins to begin with, because I'm like, that is just so, such a crazy mutation. <laughs> like, I can't imagine having like another one of me somewhere out there. It's like so wild to me and maybe this is like stoner talk but anyways so yeah I feel like um you know I obviously started asking a lot of questions my uncle here in the U.S. he chain smoked a lot my uncle in Korea was very into like skincare and you know self-care so um you can visibly see that and I think that's just wild but whatever I'm gonna move on 
So the next show that was on was Below Deck Med, Season 8, Episode 7, Tightly Unwound. The episode description is, some of the crew take notice of a group of attractive young women chartering the yacht. A miscommunication between the chief stewardess and the interior department leaves them uncertain. Captain Sandy has an accident that could impact the rest of the charter season. I don't know, I'm reading that and I'm like, blah, blah, blah. I almost fell asleep just reading that because this season is so boring. And I don't know if it's because I just don't love Captain Sandy or if it's the crew. I'm just not loving this season. I don't know. But I will tell you something I do love. I met Luca from Below Deck and he just he happened to be there and I was like, oh, there's not many people around him. So I was like, oh, I'll go up and introduce myself. So I go up and I'm like, hi, Luca. And immediately he winked at me and I was like, it actually stopped me. And I was like, am I pregnant? <laughs> what just happened? I was like, wow, this guy is so good looking. And I took a picture with him tagged him later on I don't know why I let my friend do this but my friend essentially told me to booty call him and I listened <laughs> not because I wanted to have a booty call but more like I was just like what I'm like really I should message him like I'm so bad at flirting or any of that stuff so I literally was like I don't know he's like he winked at you right I was like yeah, but I'm sure he winks like lots of people. He's like, message him. And it was funny because <laughs> there was no hookup. And if it got that far, I would not have hooked up with him anyways, but he is so hot. Anyways, okay, let me move on. I want to give a shout out to Roy Orbinson Jr. and Asa Orbinson because... I love, love, love them. And I got to see them, take a picture with them and spend some time with them in the VIP lounge. Roy and I are oh, like engaged on each other's posts a lot. And I just love watching him, even though he's on below deck men and I don't love Sandy. I still love Roy as Roy and Asa as recurring guests. And they just had another baby. Isn't that amazing? Congratulations to Roy and Asa. Love them. Also, I ran into Captain Carrie. Love, love, love Captain Carrie. And if you're new here, you may not know my take on Captain Carrie from his first season on Below Deck Adventure, but I have nothing but good things to say about Captain Carrie from what we watch. In addition to that, I've gone live on Instagram with Captain Carey a couple times. I just am really loving his leadership style, his um, just his the way he uses logic and rational rationalization. Like I feel like I subscribe to his train of thought and <laughs> the way his character his values and I 
said, I didn't mean for this to happen, but I said, I feel like Captain Lee is, you know, like he scared me on the last season, his hip and everything. I was like, oh my gosh, Captain Lee, I'm so scared. And I didn't like, I don't want to not see Captain Lee, but I also was like, so afraid to see him in that position of trying to be the captain of a boat while, you know, being injured and everything. So <laughs> during Below Deck Adventure, I said, you know, what if Captain Carrie it becomes the new Captain Lee or whatever? And during BravoCon, they showed the Below Deck premiere and Captain Carrie, like, am I a witch? Because everything I predicted and said is is happening, has happened. And I feel like bad about it, but like not at the same time. Like I love Captain Lee, but I'm also excited for this new, new chapter with Captain Carrie. So we'll see. And I also met Fraser. Um, I am manifesting hard to someday be able to go on the yacht. That would be so fun. Can you imagine? Like, I don't even need, like, I actually prefer probably not to be on camera for Below Deck because that seems like it could be maybe a little stressful, but whatever. Maybe we should do it on camera. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Who cares? Anyways, um, I also stood in line. I don't like standing in line, people, okay? But I stood in line and I got a picture with Kate Chastain. I went up to her. I said, you know, I introduced myself. Hi, Kate. I'm Jenny Blaze, Bravo and Blaze. And she goes, yeah, I know. And I am still, that might have been one of the highlights for me because Kate has been following me on Twitter for a while now, maybe over a year. But when Bravo Lebs follow me, like, I don't expect them to see anything. I don't expect them to care what I post. I don't expect them to even know who I am. I don't know why they follow. Like, it's just whatever. And so, and, and sometimes I'm like, oh, it must be a bot. <laughs> like, why would, why would Kate Chastain follow me? But when she actually like knew who I was, I was like, oh my God, I want to cry. I want to cry. I love her. So that was a really cool moment. Um, and then one moment that I wish that I could probably erase from BravoCon. This goes back to Planet 13. Okay, so at Planet 13, they had a wide variety of everything you can imagine in 420 goodies. And I wanted to try some different types of infused beverages. So I got one type in two different flavors. And then I got this other one called Haha ha Soda. I think that's what it's called. And I tried to open it and I could not open this thing. Like it's a can and then it has like a black top and the top just like, it wasn't twist off. I tried squeezing, it wouldn't budge. Cause you know, like all the 420 products have to be like childproof. This was like, <laughs> for Knox, okay? And I'm trying to drink it. It's getting warm. I'm like carrying it around all day with me. So finally, 
I see Captain Carrie and Captain Glenn and Captain Carrie's wife, fiance, girlfriend, whatever she is. I, I don't know. I'm sorry. But I saw them three and I was like, if anyone can open this, two captains of a boat can for sure, right? So I'm like, and I already talked to Captain Carrie the day before, but I never officially introduced myself to Captain Glenn. So I went up to Captain Glenn first. I was like, hi, I'm Jenny Blaze, whatever. And I was like, it's good to see you, Captain Carrie. And I said hello to his wife or whoever. And I'm like, and I said, I wanted to come sit down with um, the two captains because I have a dilemma explained this can situation and I was like would you try for me and so Captain Glenn tried and he was like I I have no idea this is weird <laughs> and also these are not the first people that tried okay I was like on I was getting desperate okay so um I then Captain Carrie takes he gives it a shot he's like I don't know and then Captain Captain Carrie's um girlfriend was like I want to try and I was like if you can get this I swear God, I will love you forever um and she already seems really sweet so she tries and then I got distracted so I'm like I don't know where I am and during that time when she tried she took a fork and like tried to like like pop the top off and it wound up puncturing the can and my the drink just started spraying everywhere I feel so bad about that. I apologize to anyone involved, but thank you for opening it. I wound up like, I was like, oh my gosh, it was like literally spraying everywhere. We didn't know what to do. So I got a cup. I put it in the cup and just let it like fill up. And there was still so much it left in the can and I had to go. So I just threw out the can and like chugged a drink and kept it moving. BravoCon is wild, y'all. But let's move on. Um, okay. <laughs> Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, season four, episode nine. Don't come for my sound bath. So the episode description is, after Angie and Monica reconcile, Angie gets caught in the middle of Lisa and Monica's feud. Whitney juggles parenthood and career by throwing two parties in one weekend. And tensions boil over between friends. Heather tries to come to an understanding with Lisa. Meredith dips her toes back into the group, but Lisa has questions about her recent behavior. Okay. So I'll be honest, like I watched all the episodes this week, but I'm still like in BravoCon mode. So at BravoCon, I did meet Monica and she was not with any of the other women. And I think that's been very clear other Bravo quote unquote news that's circulating this week is that Heather and Monica are suing each other. Monica allegedly got some fillers or something and never paid the bill, um, claiming that like they were bad or something like that. And then Heather is suing her, you know, for not paying the bill or whatever. And that's fine whatever. Um, I'll just tell you my firsthand experience with Monica though. And if you go back, um, I did a bonus episode, an interview with Marillo Bueno, who is Jen Shaw's former assistant. And we did, I like, I didn't look into who Monica was before she joined. Um, 
And I asked him, you know, like, what do you, what are your thoughts on the new housewife? And, you know, cause she's claiming she like was an informant for Jen Shaw. And he had some things to say about it that, you know, maybe don't make Monica look that great, but I try to take everything with a grain of salt and like go off my firsthand experiences with people. And I introduced myself to her and she was so sweet. She looked stunning, by the way. I need to, I wanted to ask her like, who made your dress because, or your skirt? She was wearing like um, a white collared, like button down shirt that was like, I don't know if it was cropped or tied or whatever, but it was styled really nice with um, a very sparkly sequiny type of skirt, but it was almost like a chain metal type of skirt. I don't know. I need to find out where she got that skirt, but um, she was very nice. And I go back and forth with her as far as like a viewer watching her on the show, because one, I'm like, you know, she's not just sitting back, obviously, like she's, she's delivering in the season, but also I don't love like how she got on the show, I guess. Like, I don't, and like the fact that she makes it very clear that she doesn't have the type of financial status as the rest of the women which is fine, but like, I want to watch really filthy, rich and wealthy women on TV. So I don't know, like, I don't, I'm, I'm curious to know if how Monica feels right now, like, does she like being on the show or is she like, this was a big mistake or is she like, Ooh, yeah, I can't wait to the reunion or, you know, whatever. But I don't know. I know. I never like to see anyone be ostracized, but who knows? We'll see what happens. Um, I did cross paths with Heather Gay. And going into BravoCon, I told myself if I did get a chance to be like one-on-one -on -one with Heather, I would probably maybe apologize to her or just like let her know that I've changed my mind about her. <laughs> I think I'm... I used to like really dislike Heather, but now I feel like my dislike for her has faded. Like, I think the black eye is really what annoyed me the most last year or last season, but I don't know. It's, there's still time to tell. I'll let you guys know how I feel at the end of the season, but as of right now, I'm like, I don't dislike Heather that much, but... I did cross paths with Heather at one point and like exactly at the moment when we crossed paths, like here and here, she dropped her phone. And I was just like, I didn't know if I should keep walking or pick it up because she had people with her that I would expect would pick it up right away, but they were kind of slow with picking it up. So I'm like, should I pick it up for her? Like, I don't know. And then I was just like, I just got to get out of here. So I just kept walking. So, but Salisa and John gave them a hug, but didn't get a chance to take a picture. Um, I saw Angie in the VIP lounge and she recognized me. And that was like, that was a highlight, I think. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and she's also so sweet. I also met her husband, Sean, and I'm going to root for that couple. I hate seeing 
anyone cry, but well, except for Shep, like I didn't hate seeing Shep cry last night, but I don't like to see, I don't like what's happening to Angie and Sean uh, this season. I don't like the rumors and the nastiness. Like, I just don't like, I don't like when people's families get affected by this kind of stuff. I feel like it's not that deep and it shouldn't go there. But also, if you go on reality TV, you kind of need to expect that people are going to go for the jugular. Like, that's just the nature of this business, literally. Um, But yeah, I loved seeing Angie and Sean. I really wish I got to meet Mary Cosby, but I don't even think she was there. <laughs> um, and I don't really blame her. I feel like if I was Mary Cosby, I wouldn't go either. But I also um, met Justin, Whitney's husband, obviously. I had lunch with Whitney and she said she knew me, which kind of like scared me a little bit um, and recognized me. She was so sweet. And I like love, love, love her. I think she is like just her. So there's something about when you meet someone in person, you can kind of like feel their energy. And I really loved her energy in the sense that she seems like a really genuine and good person inside. Like there doesn't seem to be any fakeness, I think. I don't know if that's the right way of saying it, but yeah, love, love, love Whitney. I wish I got a picture with her, but I didn't. I didn't want to like, like, hey, while you're eating your lunch, can you stand up and take a picture with me? Um, so I didn't, but I am okay with that. I feel like just connecting and having some small talk or a five minute chat, even like that is more meaningful to me than getting a picture. Um, Meredith, I did not see Meredith. However, I did go see the double KS Brooks Marks. And I feel bad because I used to not like Meredith or Brooks, but I've done a complete 180. And I just, I loved meeting Brooks. First of all, I was wearing my Bravo and Blaze red throughout BravoCon. And when I walked up, the first thing he said was like, oh my gosh, you're wearing the Brooks Marks red. Well, I was like, yes. I am. Also, this is Bravo and Blaze Red. And I introduced myself and um, he's like, oh, maybe we should do a collab. And I don't know if he was just saying that, which if he was fine, but I was like, actually, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> and then I started um, telling him about my background of being, you know, an IT business consultant. And then we started talking about strategy, <laughs> his own brand. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have so many ideas for you. And then, you know, just talking to him, it, like I said, it's different when you see someone in person. And as I was talking to him, I do this a lot. Like if someone has flawless skin, I will stop them and be like, I am so sorry to interrupt you right now, but I just need to tell you how amazing your skin and this was one of those situations and I was like Brooks maybe a skincare line is the next step for you 
obviously, you know, at the right time and all that. But I gave him my card. I was like, call me. Let's work together. Okay. Moving on. Winter House, season three, episode three, X's and O's. The episode description is, after the full crew finally hits a mountain, Tom hosts an X-hour cocktail game where the group makes drinks that represent their exes in hopes of it being a bonding experience. Danielle's mojo seems to have returned after a steamy hot tub makeout, but having a new man in her bed for the first time since her breakup leaves her more vulnerable than she'd like to admit. Jordan feels empowered by the other women in the house to shoot her shot on her crush. Yikes. Okay, so Schwartz. I saw him at the James Kennedy show. I still have to post my footage from the James Kennedy show, but he was definitely sitting there with Jax. Um, who else was there? Allie. James's dad was there and standing behind him while he was DJing and like literally was a statue. <laughs> he did not move the entire time. I was like, what is going on right now? But I also thought it was like the sweetest and cutest thing that he was there watching him. Um, and James brought his mom to BravoCon. I thought that was so sweet. I just, I love James and Allie. And they had a cute moment during his set. They did the spinny thing. I have that on video too. Um, who else? Danielle, I saw her, but she was swarmed, so I didn't want to bother her. Sam. Okay, Sam is Corey's girlfriend. I love, love her. Got a cameo from her recently. And I wanted to take a cute picture where we're like holding hands and like have one foot up. So I did, we did that. And um, I posted that picture. I just think she's so cute. Um, I, and I'll get to Corey in a second. I also saw Brian Benny a few times and I see Brian, I feel like I see Brian a lot. Um, I saw him last at the Vanderpump Rules watch party, not the actual watch party, but afterwards in New York City at um, Brass Monkey, there was like a ton of Bravo Labs there. And uh, yeah, I've always liked Brian. Um, and I still do, but something felt different this year at BravoCon. Um, the first time I saw him, I was like, hey, Brian, it's good to see you again. He's like, oh, yeah, hey. And like, he seemed like his normal self. And maybe he was just like drinking later. Like when I saw him like late night, I was like, hey, Brian, it's good to see you again. And I think I was like, I'm Jenny Blaze in case you forgot or whatever. Cause I don't want to assume that even though I've introduced myself a million times, I don't want to assume that people will remember me. Like I don't, <laughs> don't expect that. So I was just like, oh, I'm Jenny Blaze. He's like, oh, I know you. And he said it in this way that I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> but um, yeah, I have... um some secondhand stories, but I'm not going to give other, I'm not going to tell other people's stories. Um, or maybe I'll do it on the Patreon. We'll see. <laughs> I also met Casey. I told her, I was like, hi, I'm, I'm Jenny Blee. I introduced myself, told her I love her on the show. And honestly, she kind of brushed me off, but something about it felt very classy and almost made me like her more. Like she didn't do it in a rude way. She did it in just like um, 
matter of fact kind of way, like, I don't know, in a boss kind of way. I crush over boss moves, male or female. So maybe that's what it was. Um, but let me go tell my story about Corey now. Okay. I don't love talking bad about anyone. I, and I, okay. If I tell this story, you guys better not take this as like, what a bad guy and ooh, blah, 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 whatever. Like, don't attack him. Just, you could take it with a grain of salt. Like, whatever. If I know someone had a bad experience with my friend, yeah, that would, I would maybe look at them a little differently, but I wouldn't go up to them and be like, how dare you? So um, just take this with a grain of salt. Also, this encounter, I had many encounters with him. I'll start from the beginning. Okay. So when I was trying to get a picture with Sam, obviously Corey was there and he's like, hey, how's it going? And he actually thought I worked there. And I was like, oh my God, that's funny because last year people thought I worked at BravoCon too, but no, I don't work here. I was like, um, but I am like, I, I just know what I want, I guess. And I, when I have like a mission, I'm like, just get it done and move on, whatever. So I was on a mission to get a picture with Sam. And, um, I think he thought I wanted a picture with him too. And I did not, but I didn't want to say that. And also I didn't want to be like, I don't like you. Like, that's just not my style. Okay. So, um, and if you go back to my old tweets from the last couple episodes, I was like, I love Sam, but I am not liking Corey right now. I didn't like how he was like sketchy about, you know, talking about their relationship status and everything. And it just, I don't know, it just bothered me, but I was still, and still am rooting for them and him. Like I want him to prove us all wrong that hopefully he's not an F boy or whatever. So I'm being, you know, nice and chit-chatting and like waiting for Sam and uh, wound up taking my picture with Sam and then was still like just kind of hanging out. And he's like, you want to get a picture? And he said, oh, I, I got one already, like with, with Sam. And he kind of looked at me weird. And so I felt really awkward and I was like, okay. I said... And I said this was my, I wasn't trying to be a dick, but maybe this is a psychological attack on him from me. But I was like, full transparency on my podcast. Like, I didn't say the best things about you recently. And like, I, but I also know that this is all highly produced and. I just give my perspective from a viewer's standpoint. And I am fully aware that I don't know you guys or whatever. And then, and I was trying to explain to him, like, just be, I was trying to say, just because I said those things on my podcast doesn't mean that I don't like you or whatever. But also like, I didn't want to be fake and be like, yo, let's take a picture when I wasn't really interested in a picture. So yeah, maybe it's my bad. Maybe I did it to him, but um, he was like, oh, okay. And then he got really defensive and was like, well, we're together, aren't we? And I was like, yeah, I see that. I go, oh, 
please don't take this the wrong way. Like I am rooting for you guys in your relationship. Like I am rooting for you guys. <laughs> and he's just going like, well, he, he kept being like defensive. And I'm like, okay, I need to get off the situation. So like somehow I got that off, whatever. Later on that night, and this, so this is late night where I see him. Oh, by the way, I, he's the only Bravo Leb that I saw who had like a videographer following them around who was obviously trying to capture content at BravoCon. And that's not like a negative thing or anything. I just, as a creator, I like to connect with other creators and I started asking questions. So I'm like, oh, are you like his videographer? Like, do you work for him? And, you know, I just was asking basic questions and his name is MJ. Um, MJ MJ was super nice, loved him, loved chatting with him and wanted to continue getting to know him because like I said, I want to network with other creators and I find I like, I didn't formally go into this creator world right out of college. Like I didn't study my degree in college to become a creator. That wasn't my plan. It just kind of like happened. So a lot of this is new for me. And so in order to become an expert in my field, I'm trying to, you know, in addition to educating myself as much as I can and staying up to date on news, I also try to connect with others in the industry to see what they're doing and see how they do things and what, you know, tools they use to produce things, you know, that kind of stuff and whatever. I see them later on and I approach them because of MJ, not because of Corey, but I guess he didn't like that. And he's like, oh, you again or something like that. And I was like, I wanted to come say hi to MJ. And um, then he starts laying into me and was like, what are you drinking or whatever? And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't drink. And he's like, you don't drink. What? Like, I don't know. It was this very, um, the behavior was very um, classic frat boy style of like, I, it was weird to me because I don't know anyone in 2023 who like makes fun of someone for not drinking. It almost, it feels like it should be the other way around, but, and no shade if anyone out there drinks like... <laughs> I don't go up to people and say like, oh my God, you drink, you're killing yourself and you're damaging your body. Like, I don't do that. Like if you want to drink, drink. I don't just, as long as it doesn't impact me, like that's you. Um, so I was like, so shocked that he was saying, like making fun of me for not drinking. And he kept saying like, what do you drink? What do you drink? And I literally had water in my hand because that's what they were serving was water and, or I had a Fiji water, bottle of water in my hand and that's what they were serving. So he's like, oh, Fiji, you drink Fiji? I was like, I'm drinking Fiji right now. Yeah, but like, I'm not a water snob. <laughs> and he's like, oh my God, water? He's like, what's your favorite drink? I'm like, I don't know, water? And he would not accept it as my answer. So finally I'm like, okay, kombucha. I love kombucha. He's like, kombucha? And he's like, he like does that thing where he like goes like this, you know, to pretend like he's not trying to laugh and like does this big grand gesture, like walks over, is like oh, pretending he's laughing. He's like, kombucha. I'm like, yeah, I, I love 
uh, GT's Ginger Ale. This is not sponsored, by the way. And um, MJ was like, oh, I like um, the, um, shoot, which one did he say? It's like Kombucha Aid or something. It's like a different brand or whatever. I was like, oh, that one's good too. And he, Corey's still going on about kombucha, kombucha. I was like, oh, have you ever tried um, prebiotic drinks? I love those. This is not sponsored. I was like, I am so into poppies right now. <laughs> it's a prebiotic. And then um, MJ was like, oh yeah, you know, he's like, oh, Olipop. And I was like, yeah, Olipop is another one. And then we just started talking about the different flavors. I was like, I really, I go, you know, what's weird is that with poppy, I don't like oranges, like natural, real orange fruit. I don't like them. But for some reason, I like the orange flavored poppy. And so like, we're just having this conversation while Corey's over here, just like trying to make fun of prebiotics and probiotics. And I go, because I'm a certified health coach. I don't do it. Like I did it as I did it for myself because I like health and nutrition and I just wanted to be educated more on all the different dietary theories that are out there because there are hundreds and hundreds of them. But I'm like, wait a minute, don't you want a gym? Aren't you like in the health and fitness industry? And he's like, no, I just work out so that I can drink whatever I want. And I was like, oh, okay. And I think he said something like, if I didn't drink, I'd be like bigger than Superman or something like that. Those are not the exact words, but it was like along those lines. And I was like, okay. And then I think that was probably it. I saw him again a couple of times after that throughout BravoCon. And I was just like, hey, what's up? But I was like really embarrassed for him. Like, I feel like he was trying to embarrass me by making fun of me for my prebiotics, probiotics, drinking water and not drinking alcohol. Like I'm really proud of that. And I don't have, actually, I'm not even like really, I don't go around like saying, oh, look at it. I have this star on my shoulder. Like, I don't care. <laughs> but that whole interaction was really weird to me. And I would say, yeah, he was probably the rudest, but, <clears throat> um, but he also may have been very intoxicated. So let's not, let's not make this story his whole personality. I don't know. Um, let's see. I hope that he turns things around in Winter House because I really love Sam. And I'm dying to know what Casey has on Sam. Because I really like Casey now too. And she called Sam Dragon. But I need to know. All right, I'm going to move on. Southern Charm, Season 9, Episode 9, Strange Bedfellows. The guy's weekend of fishing and debauchery is interrupted when Olivia and Taylor crash their mountain getaway. Tensions flare and Shep erupts after a game of ping pong goes terribly wrong. Shep, 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 Shep. <laughs> okay, so last year during BravoCon, I may have psychologically assaulted Shep first too, because I was in the VIP or SVIP lounge last year. And I literally like introduced myself to everyone. Like I said, people thought I worked there. I was handing out like 
goodie bags with gifts and Bravo and Blaze lighters. Shep was there like the whole time. And I did not like, I didn't realize how much I didn't like him because when I saw him, I was like, <gasps> and that's when I knew I was like, oh my God, I cannot like, like attack someone. I can't be like, Shep. But like, that was my instinct. So I'm like, okay, control yourself, obviously. But then he was lingering the whole Bravo con. I was like, why is Shep obsessed with me? It was like, he was trying to make sure he put himself in a situation where I would feel obligated to introduce myself. I don't really know, but um, he did come up to me on the first night of Bravo con last year and asked me for a lighter. After I've been giving Bravo and Blaze lighters out all day. And at that point, I'm like, I'll just throw this guy a bone. Like, maybe he'll leave me alone. So I went to open my bag and give him one. But I had just given my last Bravo and Blaze lighter to Andy Cohen. And I, like, giggled. I was like, sorry, I just gave my last one to Andy. And I thought he would just walk away. But he stood there kind of for a second. And then he put his hand on my shoulder when I tell people this story and I and I do that to show them what he did, I feel weird. I'm like, I'm sorry that I'm touching your shoulder right now. Like, I feel weird doing this. But why does he think that he could just put his hand on someone's shoulder that he doesn't know? That was like, whatever. It's not a big deal. These are all like little microaggressions, right? The second day, he had been stalking me in VIP lounge again all day. And I'm like, why is Shep in here? And it wasn't just me who noticed this, like other people around me noticed this and they're like, maybe he is obsessed with you. <laughs> so second night I see Andrea Denver, I'm talking to him. We're like standing not far, but not like, not close, but not that far either. And Shep comes in, I think he was wasted, like grazes his whole body, like wedges his body in between me and Andrea, hugs Andrea and was like, Andrea, it's so good to see you, buddy. As if he didn't see him for two full days before that. I'm like, okay, this is like, we're, do I have to get a restraining order? Um, And then the last day he was everywhere at, in the VI, SVIP lounge again. I'm like, oh my God, I've been throwing a shop. But, um, and it, I'm mostly joking when I say these things, guys. So this year I'm like, oh God, shop. I, the Raising Canes had an event with Madison and Craig the night before BravoCon and all my creator, I was hanging out with my creator friends before BravoCon and they're all like, oh, we're going to go to Raising Canes. And I was like, oh, who's going to be there? And they're like, Madison, Craig. I was like, uh, cause Craig blocked me and like, I feel weird. Like, I don't really want to go up to Craig and be like, hi, I'm Jenny Coins. And then he'll him be like, yeah, I blocked your ass or something. Like, even though I never talked about him, by the way, but um, which is unhinged behavior. But uh, then someone said Shep was going to be there. And I was like, no, I cannot go there if Shep is there. And they're like, why? And I was like, what do you mean, why? <laughs> but I was like, whatever. I'm sure it'll be fine. And I like tried to just ignore that part, but then, and I have the video on my Instagram feed when Craig came in, I could hear the cheers downstairs. So I was like, Oh, let me like get video of him getting off the elevator. 
So the elevator opens and Shep comes out. And I, I said it in the video. I was like, oh no. I right then and there, I was like, sorry guys, I gotta go. I left. And I'm glad I did because I got like four full hours to get ready for BravoCon the next day. I went to bed early and everything. So that was nice. Um, but what else happened? Okay, so Shep has calmed down a lot since last year. He's not stalking me. However, I have witnesses. At one point, I was standing where I was standing in the VIP lounge with two other creators. And Shep walks in and he's got people like, you know, kind of starting to crowd around him. And I was like, ugh, Shep, whatever. And then he somehow managed to bump my head with his body. Like, if anyone was at BravoCon and you saw the VIP lounge, it was huge. So for him to somehow still be able to bump my head with his tall ass body, I find that so wild. I'm like, really? Ugh. Do I have to like press charges? I won't for the head bump, but he's getting close to it. Just kidding. I don't know. Maybe I'm not. So who else? Okay. Met JT. He was super nice. I told him not to let off of the guy's necks for one second that these guys have never had anyone challenge them. And he has this position right now to really make a difference. But also like, it's not like he can go back in time and refilm everything. So who knows what happens in the rest of the season. But I'm really, I'm really banking on JT to give us all justice. He did at that dinner where he was like, Shep, be chivalrous. Don't be rude to the women, you know, stuff like, like, I just love that. And we need that. I need him to keep it up. And he was super nice also in person and seemed very friendly, like very approachable. Approachable is a good word. Um, shockingly, I did talk to Austin for a brief second and he was nice. I feel bad for kind of hating on him for so long, but I don't know, but I, I watch him on the show and I'm like, come on, dude. I don't know. I, I want to root for these guys. That that's the problem. I think, I think that's when people get mad. It's like, we're invested and we want you to win. We want you to be good people, but when you don't, it lets us down. And like, we still want to root for you and we can see you make these mistakes over and over again. And it's like, we're getting frustrated with it. And we just want you to do the right thing. I think that's how I feel and where I'm at right now with Austin. <laughs> Saw Madison a few times. This, this girl is so fucking stunning. Like, it's not fair. <laughs> I mean, I, whatever. It's fair. It's fine. She's just so gorgeous. Love her, love her, love her. Um, Craig saw him a lot this year. Did not see him at all last year. Saw him a lot this year, but didn't talk to him. I didn't feel comfortable going up and, like I said, like introducing myself and be like, hi, I'm Jenny Blaze of Bravo and Blaze. And then he probably wouldn't even know that he blocked me, but 
if it came up in conversation, that would be awkward, right? <laughs> and I don't hate Craig enough to go up and be like, hi, I'm from Bravo and Place. Like last year, I was joking about going up to Craig and doing a asking for a selfie and then being like, why did you block me? Like, I was totally joking about that. I would never do that to somebody. <laughs> Unless it was like going to be like a fun gimmick or something, like a fun bit. And I knew that it was going to be funny if that person was going to be like, ha, ah, that's so hilarious. Um, I don't think Craig would be like that. So definitely not going to do that to him. Um, Olivia, I think I did see her, but not that much. Taylor, I pretty much think I saw her at one point, but not that much either. Vanita, I don't think I saw Vanita at all. Patricia, I don't think I saw her at all either. Even though I did go to the Bravos Friday night, so I technically did see everyone, but not like, you know, outside of that environment. So, yeah. Um, one thing I want to shout out. So I was talking to Karen Harsock Brady on my Instagram DMs. By the way, if you guys DM me and I don't respond, the only reason I can think of is that Instagram literally will not show me some of the DMs I get. I'm like actively trying to find them. Like, for example, today, one of the guys that I met at the Vanderpump Rules watch party in New York back in May. I saw him again at BravoCon and I love talking to him and I went to send him a message in DMs and then turns out he had messaged me back in June, but I never got it. And I'm like, oh, it just makes me so mad about Instagram. But anyways, I was talking to Karen in DMs and um, I wanted to give her a shout out because she was talking about how, you know, Taylor is getting a lot of heat this season and I can see that and I agree I think she's getting a lot of heat and I however I think it's like undue and unnecessary because I think Taylor is very brokenhearted and has not healed and she's like still getting abused by Shep and it's heartbreaking for me to see that so when she does well, like when they said, oh, she sent a nude or whatever, I was like, so like, who cares? Let her. <laughs> Do I think it's good for her? Her best interest? No. But I can see it being something like she's kind of, it's almost like she's lashing out. Like that first party at Madison's or whatever. Like she's going through it right now. So hopefully people give her a little bit more grace and you know, understand that this is a situation of like, we're literally seeing the aftermath of somebody who's been abused and Shep. <clears throat> I want to believe that Shep is unaware of his behavior and character and who he is, but I'm starting to believe that Shep is very well aware that he's not a good person and he has no desire to fix it. And that's what is sad to me. Because I know Shep is very smart. And I think that he has the ability to be emotionally mature, but I think he lacks the desire. Because why would he? Look at his life. Look what he's been born into. He is like the epitome of white privilege. 
a privileged white man. And there's really no reason for him to want to try to be a better person because he's got it good. He's got everything. And that's a part that bothers me about Shep is like, it's one thing if you're like ignorantly privileged, like that's not great to see either, obviously, but if you're aware of your privilege and you still behave this way, that's when I'm like, I don't know. I can't subscribe to that, buddy. I feel like Shep has some deep-rooted mommy issues. I'm not exactly sure what they are, but I hope someday he will explore those issues and get to a point where he's at least not hurting others. Because it's one thing if like you are a bad person and you are like constantly fucking up your own life, but he doesn't. Shep is never destructive to his own life. He's only destructive to other people's lives. And that's the part that I don't like. Well, he said to Taylor last night, like, oh, must have enjoyed cheating on me. And he said, sometimes I did or something like that. Like, Ugh, I want to throw up. Like, that was just so disgusting. Made me sick, honestly. And like, maybe I'm so disturbed by Shep because there were points in, you know, some of the seasons where I I rooted for him. I was like, I, I really like Shep. He's smart. Like when he was in front of Craig. <laughs> and I'm not hating on Craig, but like, I think it was the season when he was like, oh, Craig's probably talking politics with the refrigerator. Like that was, that's the kind of shop I like. <laughs> Until he named his dog Craig. That's when I'm like, okay, now you're just mean. Like it's fun to have small shade here and there, but when you're just straight up mean, it's like, I don't know. Anyways, let's move on. Special Forces season two, episode five, Pressure. The episode description is just so funny to me because it feels like staff, the staff wrote the episode description. <laughs> it says the pressure is on. That's it. Um, This week's episode, Sandoval was carried by Jojo Siwa. And I thought that was so hilarious. But I mean, I got to give it to Sandoval. He's doing really well on special forces, which we heard. And I was like, ugh, that's so annoying. It's, it, it is annoying to watch him be so good at special forces. But also, like, I don't know. I'm kind of over Sandoval. I think I'm done even, like, like disliking. I don't dislike him. I'm just, like, over him. I'll tell you what happened at BravoCon. So... I did not go out seeking Tom Sandoval. I did not try to have any interactions with Tom Sandoval. However, I was at an after party talking to Captain Carey. The venue was like all glass. It was on like the top floor. There's an outdoor area. And of course I go always go out to the outdoor area because I can like, so I can smoke a joint or whatever. And um, that's where I saw Captain Carey. So I was talking to him for a long time in the corner of my eye. Cause you can see everything from anywhere in the party that you're at. I see 
Tom Sandoval walk into the party. I was like, oh God. And he was hanging out by the bar and I was like, okay, good. He's going to be, he's going to stay inside. I was for, I for sure felt comfortable. Like I'm not going to run into him because I'm staying outside. He's going to be inside. But then as I'm talking to Captain Carey, right in front of us, we were standing up. There was a group of below deck people who were sitting down. It was um, Captain Jason, Captain Glenn, Kate, and uh, Colin, and maybe like some people I didn't recognize, but we're definitely with that group. And then, cause there was like this long, long bench that went across the whole balcony and there was like nobody else sitting next to this group of below deck people. But then Tom Sandoval comes outside and sits directly in the seat that is facing me. And I see him just in the corner of my eye, kind of just like, do one of these where he like legs were spread out and you're like this. And I was like, I just leaned into Captain Harry. I was like, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to excuse myself because I really don't like this man right here. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. And he just kind of gave me a nod, like, you're good, whatever. So um, I walked away. Then when the party was over, there was um, a line to the elevators to get out of this top floor or whatever. And I'm standing in line. One of my friends was, pretty drunk that night so I was kind of nervous about them you know just making sure that they get back okay or whatever after the party and so I'm standing in line and I'm like oh my gosh where's so and so and I turn around and guess who's standing like right in my face it was Tom Sandoval I was like it was like jump scare I was like ah <laughs> I don't think I made a loud sound or anything but I was just like oh and I went to go find my friend because I, I panicked. I was like, I didn't want to stand there in line. Like I literally could have got stuck on the elevator with him. So I got out of line to go find my friend to avoid Tom Sandoval. And I don't know, like, Maybe I'm starting to feel bad for him. I think I'm, I do kind of feel bad for him. But I'm not really sure either. Regardless, Scandival's over. I'm pretty done with Scandival, I think. I say that now. Watch January when Vanderpump Rules starts again and all hell breaks loose. We'll see. Okay. From Mugga Guernsey. On Instagram, <clears throat> thoughts on the new Roni, fave and least fave. I feel really awkward speaking about the new Roni because one of the housewives and I have a mutual friend and this mutual friend was a bridesmaid at my wedding and I don't talk to this friend anymore. So it's kind of awkward. And like they, they're friends. I know that. They may not be like close friends, but I know they have like close friends that are close friends. Like they're in the same group. Okay. I'll just say that. And I feel like that's too close. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to go there. Um, however, I did take a picture with Uba and Sai. The picture with Uba was so embarrassing for me because I'm literally at breastfeeding height. Same with Kiki from Miami, who I absolutely love. Um, 
But yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go to the next one. Ink girl, did you meet a Bravo lab that surprised you? Positive or negative? I want to shout out Jody from Miami, Lisa Hoxstein's boyfriend. I didn't get a picture with him, but he was obviously like with Lisa. I got a picture with Lisa and she was, you know, she gets swamped. So whenever I see the husbands like that, I'm like, well, I'll just go talk to them. Cause like, I don't like waiting in line. <laughs> and two, like, why not? They're part of the show too. So um, I really, really love Jody. When Lisa says that he's empathetic, I truly, truly felt that. I talked to him about like some personal things I'm going through and he, I didn't think he would even think twice, but he genuinely like in his eyes looked like he was like, like he cared. And I was like, oh my God, this man is so nice. And then I went and looked him up. He owns a tech company that does SaaS, which is software as a service. And I used to be in the tech world. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I this guy is awesome. <laughs> what else? Um, who was the nicest and who was the rudest? Like I said, nicest Jody from... Real Housewives of Miami. You know who else is really nice? Marcus Jordan. He is so cool. I really liked meeting him. Um, and then Rudis, obviously. It's Corey. Um, Max June 3. What did you buy there? I didn't buy anything, I don't think. I spent a lot of money, though. I didn't have to buy anything to spend money. Who was your favorite house husband there? I got to give it to Jody, even though he's not a husband. Now that you've done BravoCon, what is Captain Jason's Mary Shag kill? Lala, Ashley, Brynn. Okay, I don't know the answer to this, but I am going to say this. I said this on a live, I think. I know everyone loves Captain Jason, but I am a little creeped out by him. And I'm not saying he's like bad looking. Like I think he's a good looking guy. And I totally walked him in on him going to the bathroom at last year's BravoCon by accident and then made him... I forced him to take my card because <laughs> um, I'm crazy, but I have this feeling. I'm the half Korean, okay? And I've had throughout my life, men come up to me and say things like, I really like Asian women with like a creepy smile on their face. And it freaks me out. It's never, like as soon as those words leave someone's mouth, I instantly am like, stay away from me. What WTF? Like, why would you say that? And what the hell does that mean? Oh, like a fetish, Asian fetish, gross. Dude, I am not your fetish object. Like, stay away from me. And the reason I bring that up is because I don't know if this is true. I This may, I could be totally off, but I just get this witchy vibe of that from Captain Jason. I feel like he might have an Asian fetish and I can't confirm that. This is just a guess. This is just me speculating. So it's not true, but I think it could be. <laughs> That's all I'll say about Captain Jason. 
Do you feel that add-on prices were justified? What add-ons should have been part of the ticket? Okay, this is from your nothing. Um, I don't know how much all the add-ons were, but I think Bravo Palooza is definitely always going to be worth it because it literally is like the same as what the SVIP lounge was last year which is kind of like a green room for talent. They're supposed to be able to just chill, have some snacks, have a beverage and just chat, not be standing in line at a photo op, you know, cranking out pictures. And like, I get it. Photo ops are great, but I don't need photo ops. Like I would rather talk to a Bravo lab and just chat. So the Bravo Palooza, I would say, is probably the best add-on. Um, and watch what happens live if you can, like, get in the front. It depends on your goals, honestly. Like, I went through my list of priorities in the beginning of this episode. I think everyone's priorities are going to be different. And I highly recommend just, like, planning it out in advance because you can't do everything. And if you're there for someone in particular, I would say make sure you make it a priority to go find them, take your picture with them, talk to them, give them your card, whatever it is you're trying to do, like just plan it out. Um, Nick Not C, best behind the scenes moment or tea? <laughs> There's so many good moments. Um, I might have to save that for the Patreon. Um, any Bravo celebrities stand off or entitled? I'm sure there are, and I just didn't see it. Those ones, I pro if there are Bravo, Le Bravo Labs that are standoffish or entitled, I probably wasn't around them. Um, which Bravo celebrity surprised you for the good and for the bad? Um, for the good? I really liked uh, meeting Larsa. I really loved meeting Dr. Nicole. I apologize to Dr. Nicole. I was like, I am so sorry. On my podcast, I was really skeptical of you because at the time, like we had just gone through, <laughs> I was like trauma dumping on her from Erica Jane and Jen Shaw. I was like, I'm really sorry. I really like you now. And she said, apologize. She was so nice. Um, she's like, you're nuts, lady. Security. How much total money did you spend the entire weekend? I've heard to have a really good time, you could spend 5K easy. You look like you did it right. This is what I'm going to tell everyone right now. Save at least 5K if you want to have a good time. I said it last year and like, I kind of feel like it should be 10K now, but... I'll just, yeah, I'll keep it at 5K. <laughs> 5K easy. All right. I'm going to cut off the Q&A right there because we're running out of time. But please let me know if you're interested in more BravoCon content and specifically what you want to hear. As I mentioned earlier, due to the nature of the content and after speaking with other creators, I've been advised to keep the more detailed 
detailed recap around BravoCon on Patreon. I would love to talk about my BravoCon opinions as a whole, as an attendee versus a content creator. I would love to talk about the differences between 2022 and 2023, my tips for next year, more details on my actual experiences from the time I landed in Vegas until the time I left, and obviously interactions with fellow fans, fellow creators, and Bravo Lebs. Send me all your questions and or requests to bravoandblaze at gmail.com so I don't miss it. I know there's Instagram DMs that I'm probably missing and it pains me because I live for Instagram DMs and Instagram hates me, but that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for joining. As a reminder, subscribing, reviewing, sharing, liking, and or leaving a five-star rating is incredibly appreciated and helps this show to continue to grow. Stay lit, fam.